Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning at 7.30 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keene. Some news just crossing the Bloomberg Professional Terminal. The Shander Group is buying a 9.9% stake in Leg Mason from Tryon. We'll get some more information on that as the morning goes on. Earnings season began with a disappointment. Alcoa shares right now trading down by 3.6%, the biggest U.S. aluminum producer, cutting forecasts for its largest manufacturing unit. Juniper Networks uh, right now down 9.6%. First quarter profit and revenue falling short of forecast. Sluggish demand for networking equipment. And over in Europe, LVMH fell to a two-month low, has recovered a little bit, but still down 3%. Uh, the luxury goods maker reporting lower than expected revenue growth as well. More earnings as the week goes on. Tomorrow we start with the financials. Michael Barr now joins us with the latest world and national headlines. Michael? Mike, in about a half an hour, President Obama's pick to be on the Supreme Court will meet with Senate Judiciary Chairman Chuck Grassley for breakfast. Grassley says he's meeting with Merrick Garland to explain to him why the Senate won't move forward with this confirmation hearing, Republicans feel the next president should determine the nominee. Republican presidential frontrunner Donald Trump is viewed negatively by almost 70% of married women in a potential general election. That's according to a new Bloomberg poll. It also shows that 60% of married women say the way Trump talks about women is offensive. The Insurance Institute for Highway Safety is out with its results in the latest front-end crash tests for pickup trucks. Raul Arbelez, vice president of the Institute, says one model stood out. Out of all the trucks we tested, the Ford F-150 is the one that offers the best crash protection, along with technology that can help warn drivers of imminent frontal crashes. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike? Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. Here's John Stashauer. Thanks, Mike. Season's only a week old, but Mets fans getting impatient. Third straight home loss to a team everyone expects to finish lower in the standings after getting beaten twice by the Phillies. The Marlins teed off on Steven Matz. His first start of the season, he failed to finish the second inning. Miami scored seven times, went on to win 10-3. to Should be a good pitching matchup tonight. Noah Syndergaard and the Marlins ace, Jose Fernandez. Yankees have been off since Saturday. They'll start Masahiro Tanaka tonight in Toronto. Strange game in Brooklyn. The Nets fell behind 20 to nothing and then actually took the lead. Still lost to Washington, 120 to 111. 60th loss with one game to go. The Knicks end their season tonight at Indiana trying to avoid a 50th defeat after earlier reports the Knicks mindset was to bring back Kurt Rambis as coach next year. There's now word they're considering hiring David Blatt, who got fired earlier this year in Cleveland. Stanley Cup playoffs begin tomorrow in Pittsburgh for the Rangers, who are unlikely to have Captain Ryan McDonough due to the hand injury, has not been ruled out for the entire series. Blue Shirts have beaten the Penguins each of the last two playoffs, but Pittsburgh just won 14 out of 15 games. The Islanders have their game won Thursday at Florida with the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. I'm John Stashauer. 
Thank you, John. Of course, Tom Keene is going to be uh, rooting Pittsburgh on wearing the black and gold during the playoffs. Since the uh, black and gold I usually root for, the Bruins are at, at the playoffs this year. We're not going to mention that. Uh, I'm going to adopt my son's team, the Washington Capitals. We'll see if Alexander Ovechkin can finally get a ring. Uh, right now, stock 600 up a point, a tenth of a percent as European markets continue to move higher. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Key. Not just European markets higher, uh, U.S. futures are higher. S&P E-mini futures off their high of the morning, but they're still up six points, three-tenths. Dow E-mini futures are up 32 points by two-tenths of a percent on the day. Time now for the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report, brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology, investing more than $110 million a year in applied research to solve problems and improve life. Learn more at storiesofinnovation.njit.edu. Here is John Tuck. And uh, good morning, Michael. Here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math this morning. Uh, another sign this could be a challenging year for personal computer makers. Gartner is reporting shipments slid 9.6%. To their lowest quarterly total since 2007 in the first three months of this year. Dell dethroned HP as the top PC seller in the U.S. for the first quarter. That's something uh, Gartner says hasn't happened this decade. More than 40% of retired NFL players tested with advanced scanning technology showed signs of traumatic brain injury, a much higher rate than in the general population. This research presented at a meeting of the American Academy of Neurology is one of the first to provide objective evidence of traumatic brain injury in a large sample of NFL veterans while they are living. Russian President Vladimir Putin is uh, highlighting Russia's cooperation with the U.S. in space. This comes despite all the difficulties the countries are facing on Earth. Uh, Putin spoke today by video link with astronauts from both countries aboard the International Space Station. And uh, today, Russia is actually celebrating what's called Cosmonauts Day. It was uh, April 12, 1961. Yuri Gagarin orbited the Earth to become the first man in space. That is this morning's Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Mike. Thank you very much. Well, for years, the book, the book anybody needed to have if you were going to Cuba is called Cuba, What Everyone Needs to Know. Julia Zweig wrote it. She's a senior research fellow at the Lyndon Johnson School of Public Affairs at the University of Texas, Austin. The initial uh, publication, 2009, updated in 2012, and coming out in a month, a new update, because there is a lot more to know now uh, about Cuba. Uh, Julia joins us now, and... I guess the kind of question is um, you, you had to do a, a very big rewrite here uh, as uh, Cuba opens up to the United States. Good morning, Tom. Great to be here. Well, it wasn't so big, but it was it, the magnitude of what changed was enormous. I only had to cover 2013-14 and up until the present. But, of course, in, at the end of December 2014, Barack Obama and Raul, Raul Castro went on virtual simulcast in their respective capitals and announced to their public that they had uh, had a year and a half of secret talks and were going to normalize relations, take Cuba off the terrorist list, open 
embassies, uh, start commercial relations, and uh, move forward after more than 50 years. It was a very big deal, and I was really excited to be able to bring out the new edition and write about the backstory and what's happened since, including President Obama's recent trip to Cuba. Well, let's start with, uh, let's pick out of what you just said there, the established uh, commercial relations. Uh, how is that going? It's my understanding it's a little bit slower than perhaps people on both sides of uh, the Straits had hoped. Well, I think it, it, it is going slowly. It's going slowly because, you know, after half a century of saying no to one another on the economic front, principally with the American sanctions regime toward Cuba and then Cuba's own thicket of laws and regulations uh, to have a socialist economy and direct that economy to everywhere but the United States, it's taken a long time to unpack and untie all of those knots. And it's still happening. I mean, the, officially the embargo, legally the embargo, is still in place. But the president has used a lot of his executive authority to try to open up some fairly large uh, holes uh, in in the sanctions regime. It's taken time because the bureaucracy in Washington, principally in the Treasury Department, but elsewhere, really has had to learn its own laws and figure out how to amend them. <laughs> and Cuba has had to sort of instruct Washington on its own. So those bureaucratic connections have taken some time. Um, and, you know, not every company in the United States has the bandwidth or tolerance to try to navigate um, both uh, bureaucracies and sets of regulations in both capitals. Well, the so first thing. The first thing that obviously is, is going to get going is tourism. It's a lot easier for Americans to go to Cuba now. What are they going to find? Everybody has a romantic vision of what Cuba mm-hmm. is like. Well, it's true. The travel ban has all but been listed, so tourism is still prohibited under the statute, but almost all Americans can find a legal way to go there now. And, you know, they can't technically go to beach travel, but they can do everything else if they stay within the law. And they're going to find you know, a, a, a beautiful country that's relatively undeveloped compared to any other country in the Caribbean. And they're going to find a lot of um, rundown infrastructure that needs to be renovated that doesn't really meet the standards of what they're used to when traveling in the country or elsewhere. And, of course, you know, if you've been to Cuba, your listeners have, you know that uh, culturally, politically, socially, Cuba is a, a incredibly interesting place. It's a difficult place to uh, feel that one knows about solidly, but a very accessible place at the same time. Cubans, I mean, this sounds like a truism, but Cubans are, in fact, extremely friendly and extremely friendly toward Americans. Julia Swike, thank you very much. Her book is uh, Cuba. What Everybody Needs to Know. The latest edition is coming out next month, and it's definitely something you're going to want to pick up if you're heading to Cuba. And and who's not going to go to Cuba these days now that after so many years the island is open to Americans, not just tourists, but to business, if you're, as Julia says, patient enough to negotiate a deal. Futures are higher. Bonds are lower. This is Bloomberg Radio Worldwide. Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by Anchin Block and Anchin, named the best accounting firm in North America for the sixth year in a row by Hedgeweek.com.